0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The breakfast brief on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's the breakfast huddle. I'm Ellie Danker together with Yip Jinrong, market strategist for IG. How was your uh, National Day holiday, man? Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. Watched the parade on TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saw so the, the guy shed a tear it makes you want to shed a tear as well uh pride indeed all right let's take a look at headlines that investors will be paying attention to this morning um and it's all about the chip makers Yes, so we have
1: heard from the uh, memory chip maker, Micron Technology, yeah. um, overnight. And we can see that US chip maker seems to be in a difficult spot since the start of this year. So if you just look at the US semiconductor sector, it kind of revealed a 27.5% drop from its uh, peak at the start of the year. And overnight, the gloomy outlook from uh, Micron definitely did not help mm. the overall picture, right? And yeah. they, we have seen them uh, guided that demand for chips are used in personal computers and also smartphone uh, continues to drop you <laughs> And the company has cut its uh, current quarter revenue forecast. And just to recall, its uh, earlier revenue estimate has already missed uh, Wall Street targets back in June. So this potentially indicates a larger uh, negative impact on its uh, demand outlook with its uh, recent guidance. So you look at its share price, it's down uh, 3.8% uh, overnight and that actually dragged the chip maker sector's uh, overall lower.
0: Yeah, looks like uh, the chips aren't down indeed. But interesting, um, we have US President Joe Biden uh set to sign a bill to provide a bit of a a subsidies boost to U.S. chip makers. But, you know, how much does that play out as far as this outlook warning is concerned? I mean, what does the market really have to pay attention to here? Yes. Yeah, so yesterday, President Biden uh,
1: has has signaled his intention to sign a bill for a subsidies boost to a uh, U.S. Uh, chip makers. So it does seems to suggest that the uh, technology uh, competition between the uh, U.S. and China uh, continues to be highlighted, mm. and the ultimate aim for the bill is to make a uh, U.S. Uh, more competitive with uh, China's uh, tech development uh, efforts. So the race is clearly on, and I believe the tense uh, relationship between the uh, U.S. and China could play out on the economic and uh, technological front rather than uh, just uh, military. But while uh, subsidies for US chipmakers are uh, positive news, uh, the downbeat outlook from uh, various chipmakers recently has kind of overshadowed any optimism uh, arising from that. So yesterday's uh, more pessimistic uh, outlook from Micron may be nothing new. We have heard from uh, NVIDIA earlier this week of a 19% drop in its uh, second quarter revenue from the previous quarter. We have also heard from uh, Intel and AMD, both has flagged a rise in customers' inventories. Also, the uh, Korean chipmaker SK Hynix, also one of a slowing uptake from customers from a potential uh, recession. So the semiconductor sectors has definitely been one of the darling sector during the market bounce from uh, COVID-19 as they are seen from the direct beneficiary from this uh, work from home trends and also digital uh, transformation. But as we see uh, chip shortages uh, start to ease, uh, which kind of reduce their pricing power, whereas uh, demand moderate on a uh, weaker economic conditions, it does suggest that this sector will now face a lot of challenge ahead in meeting uh, market expectations of maintaining its uh, robust growth over the past one year. So if you look at AMD, Qualcomm comment and video their share price are all down around four percent overnight
0: wow uh tonight also we're going to pay attention to some economic data more importantly um what we're looking at is how you know the fed is going to take all this data and you know play out into its interest rate decision for september uh what are we looking at right now though Yes, yeah, so I believe they are looking forward. Uh, we'll be looking at the uh, CPI data.
1: Yeah, I mean uh, that's have, happening later tonight. Yep, yeah, that's happening later tonight. I mean, we have seen the CPI data uh, outperforming uh, expectation over the past three months. Mm. So I believe the upside risk to uh, the inflation reading is clearly present, mm-hmm. and uh, we and with the recent rally in the uh, markets uh, so far, you know, with the S and P 500 rising seven percent just over the past one month, I believe what equity uh, boost want to see is that you know they could be some uh, relief in the pressure from the Fed, and uh, potentially we can look towards some uh, moderation. So the mm. CPI data will have to provide uh, that kind of a uh, justification later yeah. tonight, and that will come in the form of a uh, bit uh, underperformance or just you know just barely uh, meeting expectations, yeah. <laughs> rather than the outperformance that we have been uh, seeing or oh, just over the past three months.
0: Yeah. yeah, and and it's something definitely we're going to discuss tomorrow morning uh, once we see that data. But one of the things uh, you're also paying attention to is the U.S. non-farm Worker productivity. Now it's fallen for the second straight quarter. I suppose, you know, whilst you explain this to us, does this factor in? Could it potentially factor into any uh, interest rate decision? Or, you know, is it really all down to just jobs in that sense? Yes, yeah, so if you're talking about
1: the US uh, non-farm uh, worker productivity, uh, yesterday we have seen the data kind of a uh, fell uh, 4.6% in the second quarter. Mm. And while you know some may find relief that it's still slightly better than the uh, 4.7% uh, contraction uh, being expected, the decline still suggests that the overall economic output has contracted in the second quarter. The key, however, lies in the uh, unit labour cost, which delivered a very huge uh, upside surprise. So to recall, a uh, unit labour cost okay. for second quarter rose a 10.8%, while expectations were for a 9.5% increase. So, this suggests that uh, wage growth uh, continues to remain uh, persistent and adds on to the challenges for the Fed to tame uh, inflation. So, of course, if we look at the attributing factor for increasing wage growth, it is due to the ongoing worker shortage. Mm -hmm. And U.S. job openings at the end of June remains high at $10.7 So, the more persistent wage do suggest that the Fed may have to do more in its fight against inflation and kind of provide justification for a market pricing of a 75 basis point high in the September meeting ahead.
0: All right, thanks Lachin Rong. Uh, of course, Jin Rong returns at 7:35 to help me out with a finance update. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.